You know what you would like? You would like that uh, documentary on Super Dave. I watched yeah. it last night. Yeah. It's, uh, do you get Crave? I got the new Crave. I got the uh, good Crave. I uh, springed. I got the extra $10 for good Crave. That's right. Well, you've been craving it. Do you, um, do you ever watch, uh, when you were a kid, I, I, you must have watched Bizarre. You must have. Yes. Uh, you know, I remember, it's, it's funny because in the documentary at some point, one of the comedians describes watching Bizarre. Actually, you know who it was? You know, it was Tyler Stewart. Here's a weird little side note for you. Tyler Stewart of the Bare Naked Ladies spent a summer working on the Super Dave Osborne show. What years would that have been? I don't know, 80s? But the way that somebody described Bizarre was, uh, what he said something like, what's not to like? There was swearing and boobs. Right. It was yeah. kind of like, and the way that uh, John Biner, is it John Biner? Yeah, when they when they were interviewing him, when he said, "Yeah, I was I was offered this show. It was kind of like the uh, like a uh, an updated Benny Hill," and I was like, "Yeah, it's exactly that's exactly what Bizarre was." And everyone's you know favorite bit was the Super Dave Osborne stuff. Yeah, I know it was funny, very very funny. But I think Cheesy you'll like this documentary. Funny, huh? Yeah, well, I'll check it out. Uh, you know, I'll put it on my list. On Maybe your Fred's uh, must, uh, your watch list. Maybe I'll get it to it by April. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, it's too much to watch. I watched that last night, and then I was going to watch an episode of Succession, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I know, I know, I see. You can't hear me because my original. There you go. Now you can hear me. How's that better? Because I had the original sound off. Okay, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, I could hear you. I could hear you all along. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's that. We're starting the show. If, you, uh, if, you're, if you're new, this is how we start the show now. We used to start it with a thing, and then now we talk, and then we start it with a thing. Um, what did you watch last night? Uh, I watched a couple of episodes of uh, Dexter. Yeah, your new and, show, your uh, new favorite show. How, we we seem to be talking over each other here. We uh, uh, I don't know why. I watched a couple of episodes of Dexter, and then I uh, went off to bed at about nine thirty. Do you have a budget? Do you give yourself a, a an episode budget? Meaning, well, like, listen. You know, I, the other night I had got to the second episode of Succession. I'm like, should I go another one? But I've budgeted two episodes because I because I, there's four seasons of this show. I'm not sitting there watching it all day. No, no, I don't turn it on until late afternoon. If then, um, to me, it's all up to the Sandman. It all depends on my eyelids. How scratchy are they? Oh yeah. How much am I fighting sleep? If I'm cool, I'll just keep watching. If not. I'll shut it off because if I don't, I'll fall asleep and then two episodes have gone by and I yeah, forget exactly. where I was and all that. I, I don't try. I have two things. I don't like to watch more than a couple of episodes if it's an hour long series. If it's a half an hour, again, it's about two hours I'll give myself. But I try not to turn the television on until after seven o'clock. That's kind of my my goal every day. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not talking about watching news. Because sometimes during dinner, I'll, you know, turn my computer on and I'll watch some news or I'll read some news. But I don't like to watch the this, this series until the evening. 
Have I told you that's my uh, latest thing? I've given up on television news, not watching it at all, not even the local news. I'm I'm done with it. Allah, you have to choose your news wisely. That's that's going to be my plan going forward. Well, I've told you, I'm not much of a regular watcher of it either. I uh, tend to curate my own news feed. See, I have another theory, and again, it's not my theory. It's a widely believed theory that regular over-the-air television now, based, you know, your regular networks, their last real sort of lucrative revenue stream is, is news. Oh, yeah? And... How do you increase revenue through your news? You increase ratings. How do you increase rating ratings? You try to make your news a little more compelling, a little more sensational. I really believe that's going on big time, he, even here in Toronto. And it's I fi- I'm finding it tedious. Well, you'd know and, better and than I, I. And I get it. They they got to do what they got to do, right? Yeah, so. you'd know better than me because I don't watch as yeah. much. I haven't watched uh, local news, you know, really in years. And I haven't sat mm-hmm. down at the 6 o'clock hour and watched news. I mean, the great thing about, you know, the computer age that we're living in right. is that, you know, while you were getting ready, I was watching a few news stories on my computer this morning of things that I choose to find out about. And the other thing is, of course, you know, it's always been that way. I mean... You know, news has always been about ratings, and we're, we've been in the business for a long time. Of course, you try and make your broadcast more provocative. But, you know, I, I don't think that disease was that prevalent in Canada until the last few years, and I understand why it's happened. I, I think, you know, the nature of Canadians, the way we are, I mean, they could resist that. And, you know, there weren't a lot of news outlets up here like the states where it's so, so competitive. Um, but I think that's filtering through our system now. And again, I totally understand it because just think of like CTV, Global, like these shows they get to show on primetime at night. They're just pale compared to what's available through streaming. Yeah. So the revenue just isn't there. It's all about the live event and... News is at the top of the list. Well, on those shows you mentioned, and we've had this conversation with Bill Brio, I, I, other than, you know, taping or recording, can you even call it taping? I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, so I think I said recording something to Rachel the other day, and she's like, recording on what? I said, I don't know, just, you know, um, yeah. a VHS tape. But, but because... I, Unless I was to watch, like Bill Brio mentioned this show he loves called Transplant. Mm-hmm. It's into its second or third season. Who could sit, who is sitting down and watching that at 10 o'clock on a Thursday night or whenever it's on? Like, like okay, time to watch the show at, and it starts at 10 and I'll just sit here for the hour while all these commercials play. Yeah, I honestly, Howard, I don't, because even old sitcoms that I used to watch on you know chch or whenever any of those regular networks or channels all those are available through streaming now too i don't know when i've sat other than news and sports and watch tv yeah with commercials and you know obviously it's the live aspect of it but like the local newscast now the first 20 25 minutes are, are just like covid 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 every little morsel of bad news they can give you to alarm you 
Yeah, it's just too much because again, when you choose your news, when you can go online, right, and you gotta be wise in what you choose and what your sources are and stuff, you can sort of ingest it at a more yeah sane level, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why. I mean, listen, man, you're you're long. We're the like the opposite. Like, I gave up local. I gave up watching news in general. The last news I watched was CNN, and I, and even that's too much for me. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to ask you, like, when you're watching football, right? Which is, you know, your Sunday afternoon at my house, I'm watching whatever golf is on. Sunday afternoon at your house, you're watching football. We spoke the other day. You were in the middle of watching the Bills. Do you do this? Because I almost watch no Sunday afternoon golf in real time. I started, a, I put it on my, you know, PVR and I, I wait about a half an hour because unless it's, you know, a major where I want to watch it in real time, does it matter if you're watching the Buffalo Bills a half an hour out of the, you know what I mean? Out of time, because that way you just get to skip all the commercials. Nah, I, honestly, it doesn't annoy me enough. I'm in a t- uh, in a mindset that you know it's a live event. There's going to be commercials, and I haven't you know gra- grabbing the thing all the time and fast forwarding through the commercials isn't something that I it isn't a step that I have I care to take yet. It might get there. I don't know. Not only that, but you know the commercials in sports tend to be a little more palatable and. Yeah, um, until you've seen them nine times in an yeah, afternoon. Yeah, that's true. And, but here's, here's another thing. I have a service where I can watch all the American football games, NFL games, from local feeds. Like CTV, there's another thing. CTV takes all the football, and they do that channel substitution thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching cable, even if you're, sh- even if you're on um, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. CBS Buffalo, you're getting the Canadian. Yeah, if you're commercial. on WBUF Buffalo, you're still watching right. it through CTV. Well, I can get all the local feeds. The problem with CTV is that their inventory of, of commercials <laughs> yeah. is so limited. You keep And they promote their upcoming shows. Yeah. So all, every stop set's almost exactly the same. Well, I'm, I'm laughing. I, I don't have to. I don't have to put up with that right now. So m- maybe that's why I'm not fast forward forwarding through commercials yet. I'm only laughing because the one of the spots that keeps playing every Sunday afternoon. I guess they spent a shit ton of money. Was a Vost. A Vost. It's a financial company, and. They have the same spot. <laughs> it plays all afternoon. But yeah. I, like, like I said, like I, I don't, I don't watch. If I was watching the Buffalo Bills, I probably would want to watch it in real time. But the real time aspect of that football game, unless you're texting with buddies, and if it's just you in the basement, yeah, you know, you have real. It doesn't matter whether you will start watching it at two or three. The only thing I mm-hmm. do is it if I start watching golf. There's about five different people. My brothers, my buddy Tim O'Connor. Mm-hmm. My buddy Paul that watch. I, there's a bunch of us that watch golf every Sunday afternoon, and I just let everyone know. Okay, I'm not watching this in real time. Don't mm-hmm. tell me. So that's the only annoying thing. I don't mind fast forwarding, and, and what I usually try and do is catch up toward the end of the broadcast. So I want to see, I want to see the person win at the same time all my buddies are. But it seems like a lot of work. Not really, because you know, fast forwarding it takes six seconds. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. Um. As far as the local news got, you know, I I watched it up until recently because I find it, I used to find it somewhat charming around, you know, the local news, what's going on locally and all that. But, uh, yeah, that's really worn off through this COVID thing. All right. Well, you know what? It's not, um, it's the same as like you, you gave up social media 
mm. a long time ago, and I'm still on it. And I gave up the, I gave up watching. Although I do like uh, Lisa, so I, uh, a guest on our program, Lisa Laflamme. Mm-hmm. I like what she does. I just don't care to watch it. Um, speaking of newsmen, let's start the show with this fella. The following episode of Humble and Fred. Oh. The Here, following episode way. of Humble and Fred is brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Bodog, Health Gauge, Canna Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and serving over 20 million customers worldwide. And now, here are two men who have a combined 80 years of broadcast experience and are still trying to figure it out. It's Humble and Fred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humble and Fred show. Uh, we're going to talk uh, to Patrick Cutler, a UFO expert. I'm not 100% sure, and neither are you, if this was the first time we've had him on the show. See, this is where this is where Phil, Phil came in. <laughs> this is Phil's stuff. We could say, hey, Phil, did we have this guy in the show? And Phil would know. But it doesn't really matter. We're going to talk about a guy. He's an independent filmmaker, and he's uh, filmed a series of mysterious events in a small western Montana town. Well, I would say this. You know, I'm not a big UFO chaser. I'm not that fascinated by the subject. Not as much as I think you are. But if this guy's a filmmaker and he's got some stuff on film for where once and for all you can look and go, oh, yeah, look, there's a Martian. Ah, I see it. Yeah, there it is on (laughs) film. I'll buy in. Okay, so you need the proof of a Martian. You won't believe until a Martian is waving at you over Chinkuzi Park, like waving out the, hey, Fred, it's me. Basically. I'm a Martian. We've had pretty good, uh, you know, films and uh, film cameras and and, uh, still cameras for a couple of decades now, like in hand. And I still haven't seen any real proof that's uh, changed my mind. Well, I mean, you mean the the video of the uh, the military aircraft scene tracking UFOs? That's not enough for you. Oh, tracking those white lights. Yeah, that's not enough for you. No. I mean, no. What do you think those are? Those are you think there's a real explanation I, for that? I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. And this I is, and I don't and I and I <laughs> am not, I'm not interested enough to spend any time wondering about what well, those no, but, white but, lights in the distance but are. But there are there's actual proof of UFOs. Or you just don't accept it. You're a UFO denier. I just I want to you know I want to see know. a film of of, of of a spaceship that's landed and maybe a, a, some guys you know, waving extraterrestrial <laughs> walkout or dead laying on the ground or some I you know well, something well like that. that's fine we'll talk to Patrick and you can tell him that but but those videos that video that the military released that's enough for me um anyway I. Uh, so he's going to be on the show, of course, a retirement Sherpa. Speaking of fin- financial acumen, that man knows what he's doing. But a little personal thing here to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, so Delise brings, and I just want you to know before I, I launch into this, I'm aware, Rachel and I are aware that Delise has been giving us bark and cookies and a banana bread that I I don't even know what to say about it. It's like one of the best things that has ever been eaten on this earth. Have you tried that stuff? It's got chocolate. Oh, yeah. 
dude. It's got. Can I sometimes call you dude? With, <laughs> sometimes with cranberries in it. No, it's got. It's, well, I was going to say it's got cranberries. It's got mm. chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. And the other night I had a, a slice of it. Okay, I'm lying. I had two slices of it. Whatever. Right. Don't judge me. And I warmed it up, and then I put a little pat of butter on it. Mm, nice. Oh my god. You know. Anyway, I, we're aware. Rachel and I had this conversation that Doll, actually Rachel, said, you know, Doll's always giving us all these nice things. And I said, yeah, it's great. She goes, well, we haven't ever dropped anything off for them. I said, it's kind of like her thing. But I said, yes, one day out of nowhere, we're just going to drop something nice off for Doll. I just want you to know that. Now it's in the works. Well, gift certificates. <laughs> That's right. What? I got a, <laughs> I got a $50 gift certificate from, from a buddy of mine for Golf Town. I'm going to give it to Doll. <laughs> Can I, yeah, give it to Doll. Give it to Doll. I should. Please. Now I am. <laughs> now I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, Doll, you don't need that. Let me have it. $50. So we're aware. My, fa- my favorite putter I got at Golf Town for like twenty nine ninety nine. It was regular like one oh nine. It was just dusty and in the corner and left-handed. It was great. Well, they, sometimes they have like a grab bag there of old yeah. clubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so all this by way of saying that Dolph dropped off some bark <laughs> and this banana bread that is bananas so goddamn good and then uh she also dropped off so we had a three banger from doll we had bark we had bread and then she sends us and she brings over this beautiful jar of this ginger granola she makes well don't you cayenne now with cayenne (laughs) well rachel just grabs it and takes it home what yes bro oh I said, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I, I like it. I like it better than you. I go, that's not true. She goes, no, let me have it. So I was at her place this weekend, I think, and uh, we had it for breakfast one morning, just sprinkled over the yogurt and some berries. God damn, it's good. Do you eat, do you eat like that all the time over there? Well, you see... I, I work, you know, at the source of the supply chain. So when I have my granola in the morning, oh, yeah? it's it's a couple of globs of of yogurt. But then I can be very generous with the granola. Yeah. And then the blueberries. I'm lucky that way. I know when you get one jar, you sort of have to watch it and sprinkle it. It's probably a compliment. Well, here in this house, the granola is sort of the main player. Oh, is it? Which is cool. Oh, yeah. I bet. Because I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Even though granola is a pretty high caloric, especially this stuff, it's like candy, but it's so goddamn good. So let, I just want you to know, like, so she swiped it. She swiped my granola, and I don't want Doll to put, do another one for me only, okay? I know she'd be like, if she hears this, she's like, oh, I'll just make some for Howard and not tell Rachel. Anyway, it was really just good. Just understand that when I'm downstairs watching football, or Dexter, or doing whatever I like to do with my spare time. Yes. <laughs> she likes to be in the kitchen. I mm-hmm. mean, she just enjoys it. Um, do you have any, um, like, do you have any I, I, sense I, of when you when it's not your spare time, though? <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when is it your spare time? Yeah. What is that? All we have spare is spare time. time. Well, that's what I mean. That, that it's is all spare. True. You know, I often... When I'm watching TV and I see like office settings or 
or people interviewed on the news when I watched it. News. People in offices wearing suits. What is that like to get the card, go to an office for eight or nine hours and wear a suit all day? Like, how do, you, how do people do that? How do you do? No, those are people that enjoy their spare time. Yeah. Spare time is very, very valuable. <laughs> like, like, for most people, what we're doing right now is their spare time. You know, uh-huh. talking with the buddy, shooting the shit about the local news, talking about his wife's granola. <laughs> uh, in a second, after we come back from this first, well, we're not going anywhere, but after we take this first uh, moment to acknowledge our sponsors, I have to tell you a couple other quick stories. One, Rachel face planted on Christmas Day. I saw the whole thing. And then Stan was catatonic on New Year's Eve. Uh, But first, let's talk about these fine people that are helping to cook this program. Yes, welcome to our newest sponsor, GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else they need to get their business online. And you can even start your website for free with GoDaddy today. Try it out. No credit card is required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, I'm not sure if I read this. If, If I haven't, I will. David Kemp, I might have. He's like a lot of people. I mentioned this yesterday. A lot of our Hundy P's are now lining up and buying this watch that we're wearing, the Health Gauge Phoenix. David Kemp says, uh, hi, guys. Want to let you know I bought a Health Gauge Phoenix for my wife as a gift in celebration of the great Sky Muppet. When I ordered it, yeah, I think I read this, but I want to read it again. He says, when I ordered it, I forgot there was a discount code to use so that they would know I purchased it because you advertised the product on your show. And then he actually included his invoice number. Yeah, I remember this now. But this is an example of, uh, you know, people enjoying the Health Gauge Phoenix. Promo code HUMBLEFREDHG. Go to healthgauge.com. Sign up and keep track of your health. I mean, it's 2022. This is the time of year. People are like, oh, I, may, I guess I better, I better do something. And uh, this is something yep. that's easy to do. You know, keep track of your calorie content and your your daily uh, walking. What's what is that called? And I said, I'm trying steps. to steps. Thank you. What so, you were searching for the word steps? Yes, because I'm also searching for the actual copy. Uh, I figured out yesterday that 5,700 steps. Yes, is about two miles, and I'm thinking. A man my age and my situation, that's that's a good goal for me every day. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it's not overwhelming. It's not like the 10,000-step thing where you get discouraged by not getting it. I can knock off 57 in a day with a little effort, and that's going to be my goal. Well, I'm glad. Heart rate, that's what I was looking for. Heart rate, pulse wave, activity level, and calories burned. Get it all at healthcage.com. Promo code HUMBLEFREDHG for 15% off. Real briefly, though, before I tell you about Rachel, uh, Fred Ball, Fred Ball, Fred, 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 Fred Ball has a a number one in 97 T-shirt. Sent us a picture of it. If you want to see what it looked like, to be honest with you, I forgot we even had T-shirts back in the day. I know we had T-shirts, but not... I didn't remember that we had number one in 97 T-shirts. Because <laughs> we didn't have to order them and pay for them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
like we have with HumbleAndFredRadio.com. Remember, we we order, we pay, we receive, we distribute. We didn't have to do any of that in 97. Exactly. And speaking mm-hmm. of those T-shirts that you're talking about, the, the more recent ones, mm-hmm. they were produced by Fred Ball. So yes. uh, Fred sent us a photo of his T-shirt. If you want to see what it looked like, it said, number one in 97, dot, 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 now what? Uh, as we've explained. So I'm... Did I, I saw you after. Did we not see you? And what? What happened? Yeah, maybe we should just mention Bob Willett here right now. Too, yeah, because I, it's attached. It's attached to number one in ninety seven two. Oh, okay. Are we, well, we. Are we I was going to come back to that, but that's fine. Sure. Okay. No, no, that's fine. Bob sent. Uh, where you have the note in front of you? Well, it's only because when we did uh, number one in ninety seven uh, twenty five years later, as usual, we raised a lot of questions during the show that we couldn't answer about right. our own lives. <laughs> and Bob, that is true. We we didn't have Phil with us who would be able to answer. And you and I were just, we're like, we couldn't remember half the shit that went on in our, as you say, in our own lives. So, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And I'll tell the Rachel story after. Okay, Flagpole Sitter, Sitter by Harvey Danger. We couldn't remember what the parody was that I had done about the Leafs. Well, it was called Bandwagon Sitter. Right. Okay, that's true. When we were at Mojo, we played the opening of the cult's love removal machine and faded it out for Fred's comment. That I didn't remember. Okay, so these are... But I guess... These are things that came up on the show, because I couldn't remember yes. how we introduced you. Yes, okay, I got it. And the problem, and the reason we did that is because I was attached to Love Removal Machine, which was a uh, snow removal machine. So that was the connection. Universal uh, Records said uh, we sold about 2,000 physical copies of that CD because we were, we got an award. We gave, they gave us a certified tin, but That's I don't right. know how many copies that was. Well, Bob yeah, says we, it was 2,000. We couldn't answer that. <clears throat> and he said, our morning show experiment in Kingston has not been forgotten in that market. It gets mentioned from time to time because he's the PD in that market right now. Uh, at the stations? Oh, no, he's at the chorus stations. Right. Okay. So, yes, Humble and Fred are not forgotten in uh, Kingston almost uh, 10 years later. And Fastball had one other hit. Uh, it was called Out of My Head. I don't remember that. But we were, we played the song The Way by Fastball. Yeah. And we're wondering if that's the only song they ever had. Well, according to Bob, Out of My Head was another one. I don't remember the song. Anyway, he says... Happy New Year, you fuckers. Touch me. Missing you both. From Bob Willett. Yeah. So no, that's I, a pretty good update. Eh? See, these young minds still work. Well, yeah. Well, there's a, I, I thought that. I, I'm trying to find the note originally because I saw that and I, I'm like, thank God somebody remembers that. But I was going to send. I'm trying to see the note I sent back to him. It was equally well, I infantile. I got it right here. Do you want me to read it or do you want me to sure go ahead and read it? You go. uh, This is from Howard Glassman. Hey, Bobby, thanks for the feedback and hope all is well and good with you and all your uh, all the bobs. Love you. Stay strong. Touch your own bum. Hoobs. Very much sure. (laughs) But one of the things I was going to say to you is like Bob's now gone full program director because you notice everything on that list is basically, you know, sort of, I don't know if it's criticism, you know, but it's mostly just here are some things you guys, you know, didn't know. But where's the where's the candy? Where's the cake? Where's the where's the sweetness? Where's the hey, guys? But there was a few other things. So in no part of that message does, does Bob mention 
that he liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he obviously listened to it. Yeah. But yeah, there's no. I see a typical program. Typical program director. Hey, I guess we didn't hit it out of the park. <laughs> That's what I wanted. You know, I was going to send you a note before we talked about it on the air and go here. Typical PD. Nothing good. Just this is wrong. This was that. You did this. I guess you know our what we had to say on the uh, on the special yeah. was not as good as the records we played. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, he didn't mention the records. Didn't mention the format. Didn't mention. It. You know, I, I had collected a couple other of those responses. And, uh, you know, I, while, you're, while you were doing that, which I would have loved to pay more attention to, typical, I, I for some reason. So I'll, I'll find the one. Tony Clement oh, says, yeah, a yeah. great uh, 1997 show. I'll get back to Rachel in a second. I, I was gonna, mm-hmm. I was gonna do Fred Ball, then Rachel, then come back. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because there's somebody else. Uh, so Clump, Tony is a big fan of ours. He says, "Great 1997 show, brought back a lot of memories." Thank you, Tony. And uh, I had, uh, like I said, I found a couple others that had sent us some really nice feedback, and now I can't find it. Doesn't matter, I guess. <sighs> Did you not see yeah, there was so, there was somebody else that had sent us a note right there, like right around the same? Oh yeah, here we go, Justin. Justin Deverenza, D E V A R E N N E S. Justin says, "Hey guys, I also want to chime in that I love the number one in ninety well, num- love the number one special that you did. It takes me back to high school, albeit via the music, because I was living in Saskatchewan in ninety seven. That's no CFNY. I really appreciated you putting out an episode on New Year's Day. Take note that your CD has one loan copy on the U.S. side of Amazon, and he sends a note there. Happy New Year to you guys. All the best for." 2022 and that's justin thank you justin and that and that cd on amazon music they want 15.99 for it that's not bad what 15 dollars 99 cents really hmm i got six or eight of them here in the storeroom hey geez what's what's six or eight times 16 bucks it's a hundred buck <laughs> It's like a, it's like a hundred dollars. That's that's really tempting. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, here's somebody. Uh, John Murray on Twitter said, "Love the number one in '97 show on New Year's Day." I was listening in '97. Not to mention in '89. Great memories and laughs. Was reminded of many of the goofy things you guys used to do and then still do with a funny emoji. Anyhow. Who did you say that guy was? What was his name? John Murray. Wow. I wonder if that's the guy that used to work on my car back in the 80s. I don't know. He had horrific heart problems. He's I'm glad to I'm glad that he's still ticking. Mm. Really? Yeah. Great guy. So is Sal Nasitra. Why do I mention Sal? Well, Sal's been a huge supporter of ours. His name has come up many, many times on the podcast. Uh, Sal was uh, responsible for one of the uh, Humble and Fred, you know, quirks, basically uh, uh-huh. in response to Sal's 14-page emails. <clears throat> Early on, we said, hey, guys, we appreciate your feedback, but I, we can't read more than a paragraph. <laughs> Wait, imagine, yeah. you know, that was a bit for a while. And don't Humble and Fred don't do more than one. Like we, we, our bit was when, you, when we see something that says see more, 
the words, not the guy. We just check out. But the reason I mentioned Sal is that Sal has re-upped his Patreon subscription. And he's a full-blown $12.67 a month. What do you think of that? It is fantastic. It's great. Thank you for the support. Yeah. Much appreciated. So do you want to hear about Rachel face planting or... Absolutely. Or Stan... Well, I'll tell you quickly both. So, Rachel, on Christmas Day, we were going to go. We, we left here. It was a beautiful day, rainy but wet and but warm and nice drive to Stratford. And before we, because uh, we're not staying with her parents, we stayed at this little hotel just off, I guess, the main road there. And uh, it was the strangest thing because I got Stan on a leash. I have my, I have a couple of dress shirts, you know, for you know, nicer shirts and a, on a hanger. I put a few bags down and uh, Rachel reached into the, trunk to get her last bag because i had everything else taken out of the trunk and uh, it was weird because she sort of turned and there were a couple of bags that she had seen already it wasn't like she got out of the car and then oh there's bags everywhere we had been unloading the car because there's stands food and all these bags so i see her turn around And, you know, when they talk about things happening in slow motion, it was almost surreal in that she turned. And as she turned, I should also mention she put her mask on and she wears glasses. So she's got a mask, her glasses right up to the edge of her glasses. And as she turns, I see her take a step toward a bag, a duffel bag. And then she just goes over. (laughs) She just goes over on her. Well, she sort of fell on her hands and then banged her knee a little bit. Oh. And I, it was just fucking awful. And I throw my shirts down and I go and see, like, she's, are you okay? I, like, but at first I wasn't, I thought, well, surely she's going to see the bag. Like, you know, when it's, something's mm-hmm. happening like that, you have a second right, to right. think, well, well, right. of course she sees that. Mm-hmm. You know, what, it, what, an idiot. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> exactly. It wasn't like a purse or a sack or a satchel. It was a full, it was a pretty big bag. Right. And so she goes over on her, she just face plants onto the gravel, and uh, right away she grabs yeah, her, her. When you say face plant, she didn't smash her face. No, she? but, you know, oh. full on, like, you know, okay. okay, everything but, I mean, face plant is a generic term. Okay. She just, I just wanted pl- to be clear. Then. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, will, I will tell you that it's not germane to the story, but it was my bag that she fell over. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I just snuck it in there. I put my bag down, and there was one of her bags right next to it. And then she turned around to grab something from the trunk, right? And then planted onto the ground. She grabs her knee. She started to cry. Was in, in agony. And then she, her hands come up, and it's wet and rainy. And her hands come up. Both her hands are bleeding. Oh. And Stan <laughs> started. He just. I've got him on his leash, and he's just sitting there shaking. Mm. Like in full on stand distress mode, and I quickly he gathered. Sense, he could sense it all. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, he sensed something had gone. Yeah, awry. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know he's he's a bit skittish. 
mm-hmm. at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I tell you what he did on the New Year's. It was hysterical, but I felt so bad for Rachel. And then I cleaned her up and then got her into the room and all his stuff and took care of her wounds. Then we played this game called Small Town Doctor. That was, I, I thought it was funny. For the rest of the weekend, every time I would put the bandages on her hands, I would pretend I, she'd come into my clinic. Oh, right. <laughs> she, at first, she thought it was amusing, and then she thought it was not amusing. I said, oh, Miss Hilton, I, I remember you. You used to go to high school here, and I pretended that we knew each other in school, and I became a doctor. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say something like, you play doctor, like, okay, let's have a look at those hands. Take your pants off. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I wanted to keep it PG because it's Rachel. Okay. Doesn't, Rachel doesn't uh, yeah. enjoy no, this. She, yeah, she got a little embarrassed too when I was talking away. I noticed that when I was talking about how uh, I wear my jeans out. Oh yeah, on oh side, yeah. One side where my ball sack is. I <laughs> really. When I left there, I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I got to get to know Rachel. Maybe I can't tell those stories in front of her. Well, it's funny you say that. So if, every pair of jeans I have on the left side, I wear them out where my left nut is for whatever reason. So and I just made that point. Well, she brought I it made up. that point and she seemed embarrassed. <laughs> well, she's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, she's like doll that way. She doesn't, you know, go for some of the she wasn't embarrassed. She just was sort of surprised. But she did bring it up later. <laughs> she, she? It, well, it was kind of funny because. Fred and Delise came and dropped all this bark and stuff off, and it was a socially distanced parking lot meeting. This was prior to the shutdown. And I think we even hugged, you know, when we were just, you know, oh, yeah. old school. But in this course of conversation, Fred told Rachel, I guess she heard it for the first time, that all your clothes wear out on your left side, where one of your where your bag rubs up against your jeans, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. So we're driving somewhere. This is after we'd seen you. And she never brought it up. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she goes, why do you think Fred's jeans wear out on his left side? I said, because he's got a fucking giant bag. <laughs> She's like, what? I go, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's, he's got no wiener, but he's got a huge sack. <laughs> we had this long, involved conversation about what's going on with your sack. Yeah, I can't explain it. And as I said, I... You know, I take it too far. I said, I don't know if the rubbing's from the inside or the outside, you know. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, it, it's weird. And I don't know why. And it just happens to my jeans. But yeah, and the reason I got, because uh, you asked me which I was, if I was wearing my sporty doer jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were. Look yeah. good in them, too. Uh, I bet you they don't. I, I bet you they won't uh, wear out on the left side. I'll, I'll tell you one pair that won't for sure is those ones that we got the last round, the fleece line sort of winter mm-hmm. denims. My um, sack will have to work through fleece and <laughs> your sack will be working overtime to try and rub those things raw. Uh, and since you brought it up, Dewar is the world's most comfortable pants. I mean, there's there's no getting around it. If you haven't got your pair yet, you can still get a, a nice discount. 15% off at checkout. Humble and Fred AD. Doer.ca. D-U-E-R.ca. They really are. I've got, I guess I'm up to two or three pairs now. We've heard from hum, Humble and Fred listeners, Hundy P's, that have bought multiple pairs of these pants. Because when you get a little bit older, you know, things fit differently. 
You know, as you know, I lost my ass back in the uh, mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these jeans fit. All these pants are great. Go check them out yourself. D U E R dot C A, Breda. Yeah, uh, you know, Bodog has been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, it's all there at Bodog, uh, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. Uh, tonight, you know, it's we're in a weird situation. It's the Leafs and Oilers at the Scotiabank Arena with no fans. Connor McDavid not playing for the Oilers because he has COVID. Uh, Austin Matthews somewhat up in the air. He tested a rapid test was positive, but apparently a PCR was negative. So his status is unknown heading into game time. What a sad, sad situation for sports, though, when you think about it. Two of the premier hockey players on earth head to head. That should be head-to-head in front of a full arena, a huge uh, national audience. But uh, COVID has just kicked the living shit out of it. But anyway, your Maple Leafs are the favorite. The Oilers play uh, pay $180 to win. So um, Stan freaked out when Rachel fell. And uh, she seems fine now. She still has one of her hands. was pretty uh, scraped up. Got all pebbly and, and such. But... Uh, so New Year's Eve, we stayed up. We got to midnight. Did you make it to midnight? I can't remember if you told me this or not. Oh, yeah. I was up past 1 o'clock watching Dwayne Gretzky. Right, right, right. <sighs> so we watched a movie. Then uh, midnight came, and then we start getting ready for bed. And in my neighborhood here, there's f- it's just crazy. Like, at midnight, it was just a steady bang, bang, bang of fireworks, like hardcore for about a half an hour. Stan's freaking out shaking and he it's hard to describe this but when he gets scared like that it happens when it's a thunderstorm and it happens at fireworks days where he starts to pant and Mm -hmm. and he wants to crawl up on us you know Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. can't he wants to get sort of inside you know squeeze in snugly or whatever and then he gets this weird breath like nervous breath Mm. It, it's, I'm telling you, like, I listen, I'm play with the dog and I'm always around his face. So I know the difference when he gets nervous. So all of a sudden he's shaking. He's got the anxiety breath. So I figure by 1230, you know, Rachel's reading. I'm listening to a smart list or something. And she's shaking there. You think it starts to die down. One o'clock comes. It's still pretty good pace of fireworks. Well, 130 in the morning, it's still going on. Rachel's now falling asleep. And I'm there. He... At one point, he sort of came next to me in bed and sort of spooned himself, sort of turned around so he was facing away from me, and I was squeezing him. And I thought, oh, great, he's settling down. And then he stiffened up like he got mm. almost catatonic, like his neck stretched out, and he was like stiff as a board. <laughs> I thought, oh, fuck, here I am starting 2022. My dog's having a seizure because that's mm-hmm. what it sort of feels like, right? Mm-hmm. He, he just kind of went, and, and he for about, I don't know, a minute, didn't move. And I'm like, oh, shit. He scared himself to death. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of, I sort of took his head and I squished it back. And and then he kind of came out of it and eventually fell asleep. But I, I haven't seen him do that. Like, I think it was just 90 minutes of this unnerving noise. Mm-hmm. Are they supposed to be blowing off fireworks at one o'clock in the morning? Isn't there something that says you can't do that? I don't, you would think, um, pretty hard to police, I guess. I know. 
you know, you don't want the cops, especially they, they on New Year's Eve, you know, go a call because <laughs> people are complaining about fireworks. To me, I don't understand the fireworks thing. Like, I love a great fireworks display, like, done professionally. Yeah. But these half-assed ones that people do in their backyards and stuff, like, to me, it's just a waste of money. Like, what? where is the thrill in that? I don't get it. You know, if you've got little tiny kids, maybe, a burning schoolhouse mm-hmm. is a thrill for a second. But, I mean, most of them are li- just sad. They are. And yet, guys buy boxes of them. There they are, shooting them off. And I, I don't get it. So and I, it, it upsets dogs. Well, that's the thing is, I don't remember other dogs of mine being as upset as Stan. Yeah. But Billy did, was, uh, didn't like them. I know that. Well, and, and so I'm being like, you know, and I was sort of half joking, like for the entire mm-hmm. album, until Rachel went to sleep, I, every few minutes would go, I just don't understand. Like, why are they still, it's 1245, don't you think? So she was finally getting tired of me doing that. And at one point I sort of jokingly said, where are they getting, where are they getting all these fireworks? And she just kind of looked at me and, and pointed across, <laughs> she's across like, the street. Pointed across the street it made me laugh she's like where do you think they're getting the fireworks because i for people who don't know i live across from a fireworks and perfume store yeah you know up north it's the same you know may 2 4 july 1st of course you're going to hear them but just any given weekend guys are letting off fireworks and it's like there's no significance to it unless it's some personal thing yeah but but they're never, you know, they're just big bangs and, you know, and limp um, visuals. So I, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> you just described our sex lives. Big bangs and <laughs> <laughs> shitty visuals. Um, hey, by the way, speaking of people sending us notes, and I know we haven't actually, this isn't official. Who sent us? Uh, it was Stephen Kelly. Who says something I remember from the old CFNY days? Thanks for all the good laughs over the years. You guys rock. I've got a rubber in my wallet. One of those little And you've spoke about this song. This was not a Humble and Fred era of thing. This was when you were doing sports with Pete and Gates. Yeah. This goes back to the early 80s of CFNY. I mean, we played at the odd time. Yeah. But this this was a staple on the Pete and Geach show back in the day. When it was fresh, eh? Fresh out of the oven, this song. And I guess this was like a big bit because it's talking about having a condom in your wallet. Mm-hmm. All right. On that point. My son Danny, a good friend of his, Ryan Kimber, who uh, has a place up north now where the Tin Palace is, they hung around a lot as kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to take them sometimes to CFNY events. And this kid remembers everything we did. He was one of those kids that everything he did with Danny over the years and with me, he just remembers detail. It's crazy. He was telling me that I took him to a CFNY event once when we were giving out condoms. Nice. Right? <laughs> and as a joke, I said to him and Danny, hand out these condoms. If anybody doesn't want them, look them in the face and say, well, you wouldn't need one anyway. Right? Nice. And they actually did it to a couple of people. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, I said, you got to be kidding. I was kidding. I was probably kidding when I said that. Well, we didn't know. We said it to a couple of people and then ran. It was like, okay. All right. Such a great influence on the uh, generation. 
Um, mm-hmm. While we're waiting for uh, Patrick, I don't. I'm going to send Boone a quick note here, and then I'm going to tell you about uh, something else. Um, yeah, I don't know if this guy is going to make it or not. The UFO guy. And I, I was hoping he would because maybe he has proof that will finally convince you. Listen, man, what, is, it, mm. e- is it easier to believe that there's a, a being that is looking down on everyone on the earth and controls everything we do? Or that, a- that there are examples of life in other parts of this universe? Hey, l- listen, I don't question that there's life in... Th- have you been reading about this new telescope they sent up? It's yes. fascinating, and it may give us insight into other galaxies and life. Maybe life on other planets. Who knows? Um, no, I listen. You'd be an idiot not to think that there aren't other Earths in the endless galaxies, and of course there are. Yes, of I course. know that. Yeah, but you know, their that. ability to get here is probably the same as our ability to get there. And all I'm saying is, when I all spend some time thinking and. Uh, discussing ufos when i get a little more proof i'm just not into it because you you know as i said it's sort of like the god thing with me you know after two thousand years two thousand years you'd think at some point god may have said hello or hey you guys aren't doing this right or (laughs) i'm gonna offer a correction here let us know he's there well he he doesn't because he's not there and i'm just saying with the ufos you'd think somewhere along the line one would have crashed somebody would have got a picture of an alien and until that happens well i believe there are I, here's what i first of all okay i believe there's more proof of ufos than there are of any kind of you know godlike intervention well, without way doubt, more proof without a doubt. um but I just sent a note to the dude, and uh, we'll see what he has to say. But I, I, I wish I could remember, and maybe we will after the show, find out if the guy's actually been on the show before. Uh, Dan Duran, uh, if you're listening, we will have a little time for Dan Duran uh, before Tim Niblett. Uh, so far, no UFO guy. But, I mean, I don't want to... I mean, listen, there's, there's tons of proof that we've had alien interventions. It's just that you have to avail yourself of it. Um, I want to talk to you about something else, though. It's just I can't remember what it was. Oh, the, I went to a movie yesterday. So the lockdown is... Is the lockdown tonight at midnight or last night at midnight? Last night at midnight. Okay. So Dave and I, you know, we like to go to the uh, big screen events, the Marvel Universe movies, the kind of movies that, you know, you you would assume are better when you see them on a, in a big screen. But I got to tell you, I went to see the... Uh, latest matrix movie and i love those kind of movies but i'm kind of i don't know how to put this like it's just too long the movies are too long and i'm kind of i said to rachel at some point i started to fall asleep a little bit because once you've seen all the special effects you can see right like it's like that whole those type of movies and i'm recently i've seen spider-man and i've seen the matrix I've seen a couple of smaller movies, and I, I found myself gravitating more toward movies that have stories that I find compelling, not just sa- uh, special effects. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, The Matrix was kind of a weak story that I found confusing in between a bunch of stuff blowing up, right? Or mm-hmm. lots of great fight scenes. <clears throat> Is that an age thing? I don't know, but I can tell you that I, I find it less and less. Uh, mm captivating those kind of films 
Well, you're talking to the wrong guy. I've never really been a fan of the sci-fi and the super special effects. Right, because you don't believe that sci-fi movies exist. <laughs> no, no, they do. They're fine. Like, I like the Iron Man movies were okay. and Yeah. And the Spider-Man movies. But, you know, I, I honestly, I like a good romance. It, but, Freddie, I, me too. But but what I, yeah. what I was saying about that, like, when the Spider-Man or when... Uh, when all these Marvel Universe movies first began, like say 20 years ago, when you know it got really good with Iron Man's a 20-year-old movie or 15-year-old movie. I, I think what's happened, though, in the last 20 years, it's like, I don't know how, how much eye-popping special effects they can do. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a little bit, I felt bad for those kids at the movie theater, though, yesterday, because we went to an afternoon movie, and so there was all the kids that work at the little restaurant. There's no one at the, at the you can't buy treats anymore because you can't eat the treats in the movie. And, mm. you know, all these kids, I was looking at them. I was like mm. saying, all, they're all going to be out of work now for the next three weeks. And I said to a couple, I said, listen, I hope this thing, you know, is over for you quickly. And I, you know, hope we'll see you again in a few weeks. And they're like, yeah, I hope so. They're all, yeah, we'll see, you know, I know, I know. I know it's sad. It is sad, and it's not it was sustainable. Sad. And I don't, I don't know. I, you want to talk about, and I, and I think you know, you, you know, the first wave. There was a lot of talk of you know more people may be harmed through depression and yeah, financially. And I think this time depression is going to be a huge thing if this goes beyond three weeks because people were kicked in the nuts once. And I'm talking about those people. Yeah, you know who have rent to pay and bills to pay, and this again, um, like beyond three weeks, if they want to continue, I just, I don't know. We talked about this yesterday, and again, I don't know what the solution is, but you people need to work. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I agree, but <clears throat> I was talking to one of my kids yesterday, and Charlie, the older one, and she's sort of saying you know i'm so over this now and you know i'm i'm don't know what to do and i said well um unfortunately i you know she was saying that you know the talking about the people in charge and i said oh i don't know what's going on with the people in charge either but i know that they certainly must have access to information that we don't have because in a this is the point i was going to make to you in a election year Mm. the last thing that doug ford wants Mm-hmm. is to shut down the economy again. Okay. So for him to do that, and I know we were talking yesterday about everyone yeah. who hates Doug mm-hmm. Ford, but for mm-hmm. Doug Ford, a conservative politician, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever whatever decision he made on Sunday, that meeting you told me about, man, it must there must be something going on because he wasn't. They, they don't just do these things randomly. No, I know, I know the position they're in. It's you know, if something goes wrong. You've got blood on your hands. It's that simple. So you overcompensate. Or is it overcompensation? I don't know. But you have to err on the side of caution. Because if anybody dies through something that's perceived as careless, you're fucked. So, you know, we've mentioned this. We've been talking about this for two years. You know, I just, the mindset in the United States where those politicians, they don't care. They just don't seem to care about that. It's like they take position, no, we're not shutting down. Schools are staying open, and people are going to continue to work. That's the deal. But what you just said, though, to me, one of the, the best things in it is 
I don't know. We don't know. And, and, and if we, you know, listen, as I said to Charlie, for a conservative government to do what they did tells me, and I said this to her, I'll tell it to you now. This is fresh news. That it's worse than we know. That it's, it's, it's worse. Uh, my only thing about the government is tell us how bad it is. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they're telling us how bad it is. Because these aren't stupid people. They're not mean people. They're not just because they're conservatives doesn't mean they hate people and are heartless. They're doing and, and it's not just because of an election. They know some things. They must know some things that we're not being told. Hmm. Oh, you know how nauseating that election's going to be? Because both the NDP and the liberals, I mean, that's going to be their platform, attacking Doug Ford for his handling yeah. of COVID. Good, bad, or indifferent, it won't matter. That will be the narrative. So you'll have two people barking about what they would have done. So easy to say in retrospect. It's going it's really, it's to be nauseating. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So knowing that, for a conservative government, after all we've been through and... and Mm-hmm. Listen, I got back here on the 15th of November. It was a completely different landscape. It's changed in six weeks. Yep. So what we're seeing is a government doing what they can. I think Trudeau is coming out today to talk about the Canadian response. I just said to Charlie, and I'll say it to you, and I'll say it again. If, I would just, if it's really bad or worse than they're saying, I would like them to let us know. Say, listen, we're doing this because, guys... We're in real trouble. And I think they're saying that, but I don't think they give the details. And so, listen, yeah, we're all being affected by it, but we have a different way of doing things here than they do in the States. Mm-hmm. Well, from, my, from what I gather, here is the difference. The frontline workers are getting COVID now like they weren't the first time around because it's so transmissible, even right. with a vaccine. So what you have now is frontline workers, if they test positive or show symptoms, they can't come to work. So not only are they stressed out with the numbers, they're stressed out by the staffing. Of staffing it. issues are huge. So, yeah. So is that, the be honest with us, it's worse than we think? Hopefully that's the extent of it. But uh, I don't know. In... Uh, well, how else do you explain them shutting it down I don't know. In, a, in a way that no one else is? Yeah, well, yeah, to protect the hospitals, bottom line. Um, but in, in the U.K., they've decided not to take any more measures to roll with it. Uh, and their numbers are pretty startling beyond ours. When you do the, um, you know, the, the comparable, yeah. averaging, whatever. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the and U.K. Uh, yesterday... Had a hundred and fifty-one thousand. Let me just update this. So the UK has a population roughly double ours. Double ours, sixty-eight million. Yeah. And yesterday they had one hundred and fifty thousand, and we had fifty thousand. Highest count I've ever seen for Canada. Mm-hmm. So they're three times the cases, but twice the population. So they're beyond us, but. Uh, Boris yesterday said, you know, he, that was his line. Like, I can't, people can't afford not to be at work, so. Well, considering that with 100 and, 
By the way, I apologize. They had 218,000 cases in the UK yesterday. Yeah, so basically way, way beyond that. Way beyond ours. But, and again, I know every life is precious. They had 48 deaths. Now in America, where they don't care about the COVID anymore, they had 567,000 cases. And considering the transmission and the underreporting, let's say that's half of what they probably have mm-hmm. or more. Mm-hmm. And they're back up to a pretty high death rate, 1,847. Mm-hmm. And let's just say this again, how an un, un, what an unpatriotic, hateful country that is. Yeah. Because I'm even reading this morning, and I know it's Fox News, but they're attacking Biden now for saying that this is still uh, a problem or a disease or a virus of the unvaccinated. It is still. Oh, yeah. Because the people getting really sick are unvaccinated. Yeah. But their whole thing, oh, look at this. Look at people that have been triple vaxxed now are still getting it. Or if, they, if they're asymptomatic, they can still spread it. We know that. We know that. But that's what they want to push because it makes Biden look bad on some level. Yeah. Well, plus they're pushing this weird thing like, well, Biden said he was going to end the pandemic, which is, you know, a a thing that morons say. It seemed, yeah, before Omicron, it seemed to be dying down and we were on the other side. And and that number of like they have 851,000 people that died in this fucking pandemic in America Mm -hmm. and 700,000 plus. I don't have the exact Mm -hmm. number died under Donald Trump. Mm hmm. But we digress. Uh, I Listen, did want to there's mention a lot of patriots in the United States, obviously, just like there is in Canada. But generally speaking, now you can look at that country and say, you know what? It's not. No, it's generally not a patriotic company. Or it's it's hate filled. It's how these people can take one like one issue, Democrat Republican, and fill themselves so full of hate. And so show so much disregard for the other side. That's not patriotism. I was going to mention in Canada, we had more deaths than they did in the UK, which I thought, which is pretty odd. I mean, you know, a country of that size with twice our population had 48 deaths yesterday. We had 50, 53. So if we had 50,000 cases in Canada, half of those. You've got to watch that, though. Our deaths are often cumulative over several days or weeks. Well, no, but I am catch ups. No, but I'm just looking at the. I'm just comparing the worldometer numbers. Okay. So in Canada yesterday, we had 50,000 cases. And I don't know what the number in Ontario is, but I guess it would be half of that or close to half of that. Okay. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, we said it before about them not being patriotic, but, you know, the it's just one of them. I mean, tomorrow, we, tomorrow is the 6th of January, one year ago. Mm-hmm. That we all watched on television. That's the part that I find the most fascinating. You know, I've been reading the same as you. We read a bunch of... By the way, Dan Duran is standing by. We're going to get to Dan's news. Dan will also have to be, by the way, our Gig Sky guest of the day. Okay. Um, But just before we get to Dan here, you know, when you look at that, like if there was ever a... Something that people will be studying for the next couple of hundred years, the fact that we all watched an event live on television... And uh, even the day after that event, the Republic, some of the people in the Republican Party, their leader, the Kevin McCarthy, in case you don't know, he's the leader of the Republican Party, the minority leader. Um, 
was out saying Trump shouldn't do that. Trump's a bad guy. And then, and then all of a sudden they change. But there's video, there's audio, there's there's tape of these guys saying those things. Yes. Now the January 6th committee wants to talk to Sean Hannity because they've uncovered text messages that he was sending to Donald Trump saying, you got to stop this. This is not oh, good yeah. for you. It's not good for the country. Now he... But he'll go on television and look at, you know, his simpleton, gullible, goober fucking viewers. That's all Fox has. And tell them they they didn't see what they saw. <laughs> well, Freddie's just Freddie's gone crazy. Here's the thing about Hannity. Like, let, listen, that came out a couple of weeks ago. Hannity, a bunch of people, Laura Ingraham. But you know how they're spinning it? No, but now the January 6th wants to see him. Oh, okay. But you know how they... Last night, yeah. So since... Okay, sorry. Since they... Mm -hmm. Since it came to light that there are text messages of all these guys, Mm -hmm. Jim Jordan, all the fucking... You know, what do they call that? uh, the, 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 The mob there, the squad... But here's how they're spinning it. Hannity has spun it by saying, oh, what happened to privacy among citizens? <laughs> what? So he's making it. So talk about diverting from the fact that you were texting the president that day. It, it really is fascinating. They're going to be talking about this for a long time. Well, you know how you you know what a great example of patriotism would be through an insurrection, which we saw. Yeah. The country gets together and wants this never to happen again. They want every answer on why it happened, how it happened, uh, who's responsible for it happening. That would be patriotism. Yeah. Democrat and Republican, everybody together to get on top of this embarrassment. But it just shows you again how fragmented and unpatriotic they are. They don't care about their country anymore. They care about their team. Yeah, if they really wanted to... You know, even with what you just said, the way that Republicans are, are they, they talk about the January. Oh, they're mm-hmm. they say the Democrats are obsessed with this. They're mm-hmm. oh, they, they just they can't leave it behind. Well, they shouldn't. No. But anyway, tomorrow, before we get to Dan, Dan, we're going to get to you in a second. You're our gigs guy guest of the day. Tomorrow, okay. apparently. And, and I listen, you can say what you want about Donald Trump. But, you know, I was talking to Dave yesterday about this book he's reading that I've read called Rage. Another one of the uh, Woodward uh, trilogy of books. And anyway, but say what you want about Donald Trump. But uh, no matter what you will watch tomorrow about coverage of the anniversary of this unprecedented attack, most people will be waiting to see because apparently Trump's doing a speech tomorrow. He canceled it. What? He canceled it. I he read this morning. Why? I was so I looking forward to it. Yeah, I know. No, he canceled it. Why? I want. I want Trump speech. Summary. Well, he's he and uh, Ivanka and Donald Jr. have been subpoenaed by New York State to testify in the un uh, about business practices. I, right. I don't know if it's tied to that. I, I don't see why. But yeah, he quickly uh, decided not to do that. That's too bad. I was like, somebody's like, got his ear. Well, because I was telling you, my, my point was that mm-hmm. no matter what coverage you're going to watch tomorrow, most people are going to check out whatever that, whatever nonsense he was going to say. Did you uh, see that article or did you and I talk about this? That Ivanka and Jared increased their net worth from about between 200 and 600 million more dollars while they were in the White House? Like just shit. like it really is. I, I find it again. I'm laughing because I find it all so hilarious that this shit just happens. And Americans, the these simpletons, as you call them, the goobers, yeah. don't seem to care. Uh, 
No, and you know, you 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 throw out their names, uh, Jared and Ivanka, but you know what? That applies to so many politicians. Oh, oh yeah, in both parties. Yeah, I know. You go in, you go in making one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year, and you come out a multimillionaire. And, and you're right. Why more questions aren't asked about that? I don't know. All right, let's talk about uh, our Gig Sky guest of the day because. Uh, the UFO guy bailed. I just saw a note here from our producer, uh, Toronto Mike. And, um, well, that's how it goes. I guess we'll never know if UFOs are real. And by the way, Dan, huge disappointment with the Matrix. Fred, what do uh, people need to know about our Gig Sky guest of the day? Well, Gig Sky just launched their travel rewards program. Go to the Gig Sky app or sign into your account at app.gigsky.com to check out the program. Uh, whether you're pulling up directions, looking for the coolest restaurant or bar, or sharing your post-COVID pics on Instagram, you'll want to access your data while traveling. Of course you do. And listen, there's still some traveling going on. I mean, the world hasn't totally come to an end again. All GigSky data plans prepaid with no contracts or recurring fees. You get what you pay for. Your service is never throttled. Uh, download the GigSky app today. Enter code HF2021 for $5 off your first plan, okay? Or go to GigSky.com for more information. And GigSky's latest service offering includes mobile data while flying. Okay, go to GigSky.com slash mobile to see what that's all about. GigSky.com. Hey, Fred, do you want the highest THC for less? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see what you... Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Of course you do, you knucklehead. Well, if you do, uh, and I do, for Dan and I, listen, Dan and I are very narrow criteria when it comes to weed. Get a stone. Uh, Canna Cabana is where you'll find the highest THC for the lowest price. Not crappy, not cheap. Unbeatable prices on the largest selection of high THC flour, vapes, and concentrates. You're getting the most THC for your money anywhere. And a largest selection of name brand accessories all up to 70%. I just want to pause and, and just take a second and say, guys, listen, the three of us, even though Fred's not, you know, maybe the weed smoker Dan and I have been. Do you know how weird it is? I find it. Sometimes I'm doing these live reads on our show and I'm talking about Canna Cabana. And I just sometimes remember some of the sketchy places Dan and I bought weed. I <laughs> know, you know, or Fred, you know, you in high school in Scarborough in the seventies. Could you have ever imagined when you know you were hearing about, oh, you're gonna, this guy's got a dime bag, or this buddy's brother says, a, you know, I know as a guy, I know as a guy, Dan. I don't know about you, but I know for sure. I swear, I bought oregano. I'm sure a time or two in my life. Like it turned out yeah, to be I never, shit. I never did that. Yeah, I never did that. But here we the, are. The sketchiest, the sketchiest times are always on, we're always on vacation. That was the weirdest because you wanted some, but you don't know anybody in Hawaii. Exactly. Or wherever, well, right? yes. since you brought it up, we were on vacation, Dan and I, Fred, with a couple other guys back in the early days when we we went to Hawaii. We bought a joint. We were yeah. and it was like we were nervous. We bought a joint off some sketchy guy. We were up in our thirtieth floor hotel. We're all passing around the joint in the balcony, and we wouldn't let Dan hold the joint. <laughs> and Dan said, reason. "Why would you guys let me hold the joint?" And we said, "All right, here you hold the joint." And sure enough, the joint went flying. I didn't grasp it well enough. <laughs> but but this was. Was it you t- who told me, uh, or maybe it was my buddy Doug? I can't remember. Whenever you're in Jamaica, 
before you buy any pot, yeah, always me. check above the dresser. That was me. Yeah, always check above the dresser because, of course, people buy it down there, and they when they go to leave, they still have a ton left. Yeah, yeah. well, the last Very time they, economical, they, and they would just throw it on top of the dresser. It's unbelievable. Last time I was there, uh, I did that thing. I checked on whether it's in a cupboard. or People always pay it forward in Jamaica, and I had, yeah. like, more weed than I could smoke in my lifetime. Anyway, I just wanted to say that Canna Cabana, sometimes I'm doing this, I think, am I really, do we really have a weed sponsor on this show? And the answer is yes, we do. You know why? Because we're grown-ups, and we live in a grown-up country. And thank you. You know, let's be grateful. I know mean, everything seems like it's shitty, but we live in a country where I can go into any store in my neighborhood that sells this stuff and just buy it legally. It's fantastic. It's, you know what? I, if I, I could probably cry if I wanted to. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's very <laughs> okay, emotional. Okay. Yeah, you know, I tell you. Quickly, one more point. Watching Dexter. It's funny. This is what, mid-2000s? Yeah. Whatever, or uh, 2006, seven, whatever it was. Just even the attitude on that show with his sister, Deb. It's all right to drink all these beers and booze and everything, but whenever pot was presented it's like well no like no yeah it's a bad thing um, yeah. um she was upset with the with that one guy there's another thing because well, she's a show. cop right she's a cop and there's another thing like every season she falls in love with another guy i find that very tedious very tedious by the way i remember it, his sister she's she's pretty good yeah i like her Anyway, every season she falls in love with some guy and gets burned. Mm. I'm getting tired of that aspect. But anyway, just the attitude towards marijuana was like, so it's all right that, you know, pound back all this booze. But as soon as a guy smokes a joint, they don't want to be anywhere near him. I guess because they're cops and everything. But I well, mean, really. But that's also an American attitude. Listen, oh, yeah. you know, they made they made marijuana schedule one narcotic, which is mm-hmm. like on the same level as heroin and cocaine. Yeah. It still is. It still, still is. is. Yeah. In, in a federally, it still is. Yeah. And well, yeah. they did that for a reason. To keep us down, to keep the man down. <laughs> to keep the man down. <laughs> to keep this. Hey, well, to keep all those private prisons full. Exactly. Dan, what were you, Dan are you ready for the news? Because we're, uh, you, do you have a comment before the news? I just was, I, well, I heard you saying the Matrix was horrible. Yeah, horrible. Uh, very bad, lots of, <clears throat> not very many uh, rotten humbles. <sighs> you know, I love those movies. And you know, you, I've gone yeah. to a lot of those movies with you. Yeah. I, I think I'm just at that point after 15 or 20 years of Mar- nothing but Marvel Universe, you know, mayhem, which is great. But I just think some of the novelties worn off, the the special effects novelty has worn off. Too much flipping through the air, the unrealistic kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. um, I'm not saying if you're a Matrix fan, you'll love this movie. And I, and I you know, overall, well, I am pretty, a Matrix fan. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. I got confused a couple times and. I fell asleep at one point. So did Dave. We're a couple old men in the middle of the afternoon snoring during the Matrix. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. That's what um, I do during musicals. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, so when right. we're going to do the news. The Niblet's yeah. going to be here. I want you to come back after Niblet because uh, I want to talk about um, COVID concerns amongst my friend group, of which you are now, of course, not now. You're in my friend group. So right, yeah, okay. I want to run something okay. by you. COVID concerns. COVID concerns. All right. Okay. 
What's the guy going to do this? And Fred, you can weigh in on what's the COVID protocol. No. Here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchor man, comes to ask for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang so he don't care And his voice is nice and low My voice is <laughs> nice and low I was just laughing because, you know Do you ever do this online? You go and like look up the lyrics online for a song yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. If somebody's doing that, and then lyrics come out on Google. He's got a big wang, but he don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what they're saying. All right. And now live from Lakeside with Humble and Fred News, here's Dan Duran. This week is National Silent Record Week. To celebrate, play a silent record. It's an opportunity to enjoy some peace and quiet. If you're looking for a silent recording, may I recommend John Lennon. He released two silent recordings on the album Unfinished Music Number no. 2, Life with the Lions from 1969. It's called Two Minutes of Silence, which is what? two minutes long. Really? He's sick. Yeah. And the uh, second silent recording is called uh, Newtopian National Anthem. It appeared on the album Mind Games in 1973. That one's only four seconds long, so you may not notice it. It just sort of goes by. Mm. But it's there. It's it's even on Spotify. Speaking of drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Old guy alert. Last year, there were eight games that surpassed $1 billion in global player spending during 2021. That's a record. And here they are. Okay, old guys, stop me when you've heard of the game. I'm going to start with number eight. Okay, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Clear up the premise for me. Before we participate, what are you saying? These are $1 billion games. They earned more than a billion dollars in 2021. Like what? Like board games? Mobile app games. Oh, mobile Mobile, app games. games. I I was thinking hockey games, football games. Any games. Any All game. games. Mobile app on your games. Mobile app games. Okay, thank you. So on your phone. You All ready? Right. Yes. Okay. So at number eight, Ganera Free Fire. Never heard of it. Candy Crush Saga. Heard of Candy Crush. I think I've heard of that by yeah. somebody. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then 1.2 billion was Pokemon Go. Wow. You've heard that. Yes. Right? Okay. How about Coin Master? Nope. Roblox. Yes. No. Nope. Okay, that was my, my grandkids like Roblox. What's it called, Frank? Roblox. Roblox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it like that sort of like a Tetris thing? I'm not sure. Is it or not? I I know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Why? Do, why do another this would be a great though. section where Dan just names shit that we've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's. <laughs> I like this uh, bit. Genshin Impact. No, sir. Honor of Kings. No honor. And the number one at two point eight billion dollars worldwide. Wow. Last year was PUBG Mobile. Well, what I want to say, first of all, thank you for that. Secondly, if you added up those numbers, it's somewhere near 10 or 12 billion dollars, which would, and I've heard this before, it's not news, that the gaming industry dwarfs the movie industry, the television. It's just numbers are so beyond what we think of as normal media. Mm-hmm. Right. But and just on mobile app spending. Wow. It was for games was eighty nine point six billion 
according to sense, Sensor Tower uh, forecasted. That's that. on mobile apps. Um, it's the only yeah. mobile app I play every day is the Weather Network. How much did it make? <laughs> went, what did the Weather game. Network gross? It's not a game. It's not. I bet you they. I bet you they do pretty well. I bet you they do. Mm-hmm. I bet you they do. I'll just say this, though. You know, I was actually going to bring up the weather out west over the holidays and how where Dan and I lived, Moose Jaw, Edmonton, Calgary, Alberta, those kind of places. It was fucking brutal out there. Just Mm -hmm. brutal. Moose Jaw was minus 47. Like, feels like, feels like. (laughs) Jesus. You don't know what that's that's kind of like when we were growing up. Hey, I was going to ask Fred. About hockey ice, because they were talking about it was the coldest game they played the other day, the outdoor games that the NHL does. Yes, they did in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The coldest, uh, so it was like minus 20 or something. Yeah, it was crazy. What is the surface temperature of ice? What's the recommended range? Because they talked about having to warm the ice for that game. No, absolutely, because it can become too brittle. Um, I, right? I don't know what that temperature is, but it was rather ironic, wasn't it? Because usually those outdoor games, they have an issue with it being too mild. This one, it was because it was too cold. Wait, is that where we are with global warming? We have to warm our ice up to play hockey on it? <laughs> Jesus, fellas. Okay, Dan, yeah. um, we're going to talk to Tim Niblett. Uh, right. That's happening right now. Uh, and then come on back because I have a, a couple of COVID questions for you in terms of our friend group and what I should do inside of this situation okay. i found myself in uh-oh all right dan duran's news brought to you by dan duran and today our gig sky guest of the day is dan duran pretty cool shit man are you all finished by the way everything you need to do no one more what do you got left chambers plan nice yep mm-hmm. well let's get right to uh our friend and uh well everyone's friend for god's sake what do you don't think he's your friend why oh look at him he's sweet man he's just trying to sign in Look at him right on that microphone. What a what a good man. Is he right on the microphone? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right on, right on. Oh, Happy easy, New Year, boys. Easy there. <laughs> easy there, fella. Maybe back a half inch now. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I was told to back off an inch there, right, Fred? <laughs> oh, really? Ooh, Whoa. Whoa, now. I mean, I was a close talker. That's what I meant. Oh, I see. A little oh, okay. Seinfeld well, episode well, there. Oh, I get yeah. it. Oh, that's right. But now you are a little bit overwrought there. If there's any way you could just okay. take it down a little bit for mm-hmm. us. Sure. Um, and wouldn't you know it, for some... Oh, there's my boy. There's my Sherpa theme. Uh, he has uh, been a friend of this program now. I don't even know when it started, but we're entering... Uh, it's got to be year five, somewhere in that neighborhood. He's been a, such a great supporter of ours, a good friend of uh, us as well. And great to welcome him back to our program. With a Happy New Year to you, sir. It's Tim Nibbler. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, me as well. Uh, obviously, we're... Uh Having a little more fun here in Florida than in in Ontario right now. It's crazy times, right? But, but, but you know, um, Jesus, um, it's Tim. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> you know, I'm reading reports out of Florida yesterday, and it's just like it's like a big, huge, you know, grass fire down there sweeping through the state. But day to day, like nothing eh? still you go into restaurants without a mask on, and all the stadiums are full, and like. Yeah, I do see stadiums. Yeah, I mean, you saw a few bowl games, of course, yeah. down here through the college football season there. Um, 
I think it's pockets, right? I think it's always been pockets to some degree, certainly mm-hmm. here in the compound, as I lovingly call it. Uh, virtually everybody's got all their uh, shots, two if not three of them already and all. So mm-hmm. I think it's a little different alternate reality. I think if you drilled through, uh, there there would be more in, in certain places, right? The little less uh, affluent or people have to take transit and that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, what about you and and your crew? Like, I know we've spoken off the air about this, but what's what's life sort of day to day in terms of Lorna and you and your comfort with everyone? Yeah, we're we're super comfy. We do our golfing, right? And and uh, the clubhouse just got redone, which is which is cool. Uh, you know, we do wear masks a little more out if we're shopping at Publix or whatever and and that sort of thing. Or we were in a restaurant a few days ago and, and wore the mask to our tables. So we're still trying to follow some of the smart protocols. Well, what about people around you? When you're at Publix or you're at the restaurant, are you guys in the minority of people wearing masks? Yeah, probably. I would say there's more now, Howard, than there was a few months ago, at least, like pre-Omicron. Uh, but sure, there, there's some, but not all by any means. Okay. So, so here the big issue is the stress on hospitals and ICUs. Are those conversations being had down there? Like, is that part of the news at night? Like, we have to protect our hospitals or the ICUs are going to be uh, through the roof and people won't be able to get uh, just general care? And n- None of those conversations? None that I hear. I don't pay a lot of attention to the news. I'm too busy watching ESPN, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, after almost two years into this, I remember flying north a couple years ago uh, before it really hit the fan. And I was kind of thinking about it already then and concerned and wiping Purell on everything and all that that sort of thing, uh, January 2020. So I, I've kind of got like just stay in my own little world fatigue right now. Yeah, as long as as we're okay, I don't feel a burning need to know what how many hospital beds mm-hmm. in Ontario were being used or how many people in Miami mm-hmm. got it. You know, Tim, that's a great attitude because you know, like if you know, Freddie was talking earlier in the show about not watching you know sort of day to day news, and I haven't for year, you know quite a while. I mean, I pick and choose where I get my news, but really the the case counts and all that stuff. I, I can't do anything about it. All I can do is what affects Rachel, my daughters, myself, Freddie, and, and my group. And I'm still planning. You know, I talked to Rach yesterday. We're still planning like we're going to go away one month from today. That's We're just doing it. Um, I've been on an airplane. I know what that feels like. We're going to take precautions. We're going to get tested. We're going to try and do the best we can. But, you know, I just I, I just don't see the need to, to not go uh, because once I get to Palm Springs, I'm going to be out in the open just like you. I'm going to be in a golf course setting, and I'm just not. I don't, I don't want to put it off another year. And the hospitals are top notch in that area, so if yeah. anything went wrong, you have that. Right. It's not like we're going to a you know Puerto Rico or something. Yeah, a third world country. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, before you know before people look at the new year in terms of financial uh, stuff. What about looking back at 2021 and and what are some of the things in the in the world of the Sherpa you would want people to contemplate? 
Well, you know, it, it's interesting. Of course, uh, most of us have probably broken our New Year's resolutions by now since it's uh, the 5th. But, um, <laughs> That's right. you know, financially you would, uh, and I think should, make some resolutions. We can talk about that maybe next week. But, I mean, first off, you got to know where the heck you are, right? And and we probably don't do that enough. Uh, it doesn't have to be the beginning of the year, but it's as good a time as any. I think people should really, at least once a year, look at what their net worth is and um you know a lot of people wouldn't even know how to do that yeah (laughs) they wouldn't i mean it's a very simple thing to do but it is something that uh, and you know a lot of people would be pleasantly surprised with that number too oh absolutely especially in the gta of course right with uh, real estate prices and uh and all i i think most people have a fairly good idea as to what their investments are we'll say uh, and probably whether it's been a good or perceived uh, uh, perceived good, perceived bad year. But yeah, absolutely, right? So of course our investments count. I mean, if you got a pension, if you're one of the lucky few uh, that still have pension uh, plans, and of course the numbers still exist, uh, they're of value as well. That's like an investment. If somebody's going to promise to give you X number of dollars for Y amount of years, that definitely has a value there. And, uh, yeah, your home, right? How much is your home worth? Uh, how much do you owe on it? What What is the mortgage on it, obviously? Uh, do you have any lines of credit? I, I wouldn't suggest to really worry about vehicles too much. I mean, they're a depreciating asset. And, mm-hmm. yes, that matters uh, how much you uh, you know, owe on them or, or how much they're worth, of course. But it, it can be really as simple, Fred, as just the uh, the investments, a pension, um, mm-hmm. uh, you, your home value, uh, maybe cottage. You know, a lot of people have uh, those, right? How much is your tin palace worth? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then how much do you owe? And, and even just as simple as that, uh, I think that's a good metric to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And, and these are the kind of conversations you encourage people to have with their guy or your guy or gal, woman, man, woman, people, um, because it's a, it, it's as you say, it's a, it's time to sort of take stock. And before you can figure out what next year is going to do for could potentially do for you, you want to have an idea. What are some? And it's, I'll tell you, one of the things that stuck out to me is most people I don't think have a sense of their liabilities. Right, absolutely. You know, uh, it's something that kind of comes up maybe a little bit more when people are wanting to retire and they have a lot of equity in their home. Uh, Then the discussion starts being, you know, do you want to stay there? Do you want to tap into the equity? Do you want to uh, consider Sherpa sizing and, and reselling to uh, something a bit smaller? Got a few clients doing that right now, actually, moving to the Niagara area from more of the GTA. Uh but yeah, absolutely. Like if you, it, it doesn't matter if you owe, I'll say 500000 on a $2 million home. Not everybody uh, has one of those, but it, it's a difference that really matters, right? You know, if you're only paying uh, kind of another concept, but if you're only paying 3% on something that's gone up 5%, you're turning a profit on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the one thing about, you know, downsizing, again, just to make this point you know downsizing how much money's in your house um looking around like for someone like me it it will cost almost a hundred thousand dollars to move i mean that's that's got to be a consideration too for a lot of people i mean it's something that makes me stop down and go wow 
So if I'm going to move, it better make this better be the right choice and the right thing to do because this is going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars after real estate, land transfer, blah blah blah. That's a lot of money, uh, right? And and that's uh, kind of off the bottom line too, right? Mm-hmm. Not off of the top line, so yeah. to speak. That's that's off of your your net mm-hmm. worth. But sure, I, I mean people can um, run a bit of a line of credit as an example against the home equity. Mm-hmm. Again, interest rates are super low. If you really love where you are, like. Lauren and I love our place. We're not in a hurry to go anywhere anytime uh, mm-hmm. soon, you know. So we uh, we just want to enjoy it. And so if somebody needs to, again, have a little extra 3% liability against something that's going up 5%, it allows them to stay in the home and enjoy that. That's definitely something we're thinking about. And you save that hundred grand you talk about. Yeah, but Fred, right you're now. not going to have to get, you're not going to have to pay real estate fees. Once people realize it's the Fred Patterson estate, they'll just be, you could just stand there and just take offers. You know, you should set up like a lemonade stand in front of your house. Uh, Fred Patterson's home, everybody. That's what neighbor like, John used to say to me. When I sell, when I list my house, can I put that you're my neighbor? Um, I said, you want to sell it, don't you? That's right. Uh, well, listen, Tim Niblett has all, uh, these are the kind of conversations I was going to say, he doesn't have all the answers, but he's got a lot of them. And you have questions. This is the guy to ask them to or of. Tim.nibblet at RaymondJames.ca. And uh, we wish you well, my friend. Happiness and health for 22. And all the very best. And thanks again for all your, uh, for your investment in this program. It's, uh, it's my pleasure as always. It's been great for... Uh for me, thankfully for you guys, and more importantly for uh, a lot of great listeners who have become clients, right? I mean, Precisely. They're screwing up my retirement, though, because i got way too many super nice people who appreciate what I do. So that's uh, blowing my big big picture plan. You there. stick around, young man. We need you. <laughs> we all do. Tim Niblett. Tim.Niblett at RaymondJames.ca. We'll see you next week. Have a great week, guys. Enjoy and profit. There we Thanks, go. Tim. Thank you. Great mic work today, by the way. Great mic work. <laughs> All right, uh, there you go. Well, you know, it's you talk about real estate fees on a home that you know you've owned and now you have no mortgage, but that number is going to be that number whether you sell it today or in ten years. You know, that's always like it's not like there's a better time to. You're not going to find a time when it isn't going to cost you that much to get out of your place. No, and I should stress, yeah, absolutely, I totally agree with what you say. But what it tells me is when I make that choice, it. I better be bloody sure of where I'm going, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's a big price. You would hate to do that and think, oh, I don't like it here. This isn't what I had in mind. It's uh, It just makes the decision that much more serious because you, of the price tag attached to it. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that term in investment? I should have asked this to Tim, but you've heard of this thing called being, a, they say, being a market timer or market timing as a concept. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it comes up in conversations of, you know, people trying to figure out when's the best time to come in or out of a market. And they say, you know, if you're trying to time the market, you're always going to lose. Same with real estate. It's I've really never been on the. I don't know. I, I've done okay. I've just never done amazing. Like some people have had like you know, my buddy Lumbee, our buddy Lumbee, you know, kept his place. You know, put a lot of money into it and sold it for almost three times what he bought it for. Yeah, but the, the thing is, if he'd have stayed in Toronto, number one, he would have downsized, which a lot of people do. But, you know, you sell big, you have to buy big. You sell low, you have to buy low. True. You know? I mean, but he sold big and bought low right. in another oh, no, country. 
that's right. I mean, that, that's an exceptional. Yeah, my point example. is, you never. My point in generally, mm-hmm. it's hard to time when's the, especially at this time in our lives, when is the best time? You know, I, I'm walking around by myself in five floors mm. of real estate. It's insane. Again, there is no best time. Yeah, so you you find out what that is worth, sort of determine where you want to go, and then do the math. Does it make sense? You know, Tim told us that one line, remember, a long time ago. It's not timing the market. It's time in, in the, the market. market. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm, my point just is there's a parallel in trying to time investments and right. time, 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 trying to time when to get out of your home, which is most people's biggest investment. Yeah. Well, again, it all depends on where you're going. It just it all depends on where you're going. One thing we can today might be listen today might be the time if where you're going is a deal and makes sense and where you want to be and yeah that's true. Who knows? Uh, Dan Duran's back in a second. I've had a uh, COVID encounter, and what should I do? Having encountered somebody with the COVID, what precautions does a person take? First, let's talk about the chamber plan. <laughs> Listen, if you are a member of the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan and you were traveling and you got COVID, no problem. No problem. The Chamber of Commerce Group Insurance Plan covers that aspect with their travel insurance, just so you know. Uh, The Chamber Plan has been around for 30 years, 40,000. No, 40 years, 30,000 Canadian businesses have been part of it. It's the great way to go for a small business. Go to chamberplan.ca. You can get a free quote. Uh, Any small business from 2 to 100 employees, it's all there. There's testimonials talking about how it's worked for small companies that you can relate to comparatively uh it's a wonderful thing to do for your employees as well i mean a lot of small companies the thought of having a benefits package just really isn't part of their world well it can be okay we keep telling you that prescriptions dental i mentioned the travel the teledoc system therapies it's all there take the time today chamberplan.ca hi howard uh says uh dave uh, I'm not 100% sure which Dave this is. Hi, Howard. Love the January 1st bonus show. Just listen to it today. Really like Dan doing the opening now, too. Nothing against oh. Phil. Listening to your show, Danny says, listening to your show, I feel like I'm hanging out with the crew at the coffee pot every morning, and I don't get that feeling from any other podcast. Thanks for the laughs, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate Dave. Way to go, Dave. Way to go, Thanks, Dave. Dave. You're a good boy, Dave. You're a good boy. Dave's a good man. I wish I, you know, when I take these things off social media, I wish I had figured out where this. See, this is no. This was off my uh, off my phone. Oh, Dave Little. Okay, there you go. Thanks, Dave Little. You okay? Yeah. Do you I'm know just, Dave? No. Okay. He's a fan of ours off the social medias, off the Facebooks, the Twitters, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, who do you know that has COVID? Uh, So uh, a couple days ago, I went to my buddy's, uh, he and a, it's in my buddy's office, but he and a bunch of my golf buddies have set up a a simulator in their office. Mm. In a corner of the office, they've got a full-blown golf simulator. Why are you smiling? It's cool. Yeah, it is cool. 
You know, rich guys. So they got a simulator and I wanted to go because, you know, starting the new year, I was, you know, start to work on my game a little bit. And before I go away to Palm Springs, I kind of wanted to get back into a bit of golf shape. So over the month of January, I was working on my golf fitness and doing my golf stretches. And I thought, well, I'll go tape my swing where I can hit a full golf, make a full golf swing. Wait a minute. So your New Year's resolution was to work on your golf game? No, no, no. It's not a New Year's resolution. I'm saying it's the new year. Don't start with me. (laughs) It's my my New Year's resolution every year. No, no, it wasn't a resolution. Just to come. I knew that I was going away in February and I wanted to kind of start working on my game now so that I'm out -hmm. there practicing what I'm working on. Okay, okay. Anyway, I go to my buddy's place, and there's there's two guys there. There's the my buddy who I'm visiting, and the buddy that owns the office. And at no time was I anywhere close to anybody. The buddy that owns the office was there for about 15 minutes while I was hitting some balls. I had a mask on, and you know we were all talking. But you know it was no different than being in a well, no different than you coming over the other day. You and I and Dahl and Rachel talking in the parking lot. I was no closer to them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, one of them calls me yesterday evening and says, uh, just so you know, my wife had some symptoms about a week ago. She hasn't had, she's whatever symptoms she had have all cleared up, but then we just went and got a test and she's tested positive. I'm just letting you know because you saw me two days ago, etc. So I said, thanks, I appreciate it. And so I've, you know, so I, this is, I've been exposed somehow, I guess, to this person through his wife. But my question to you guys is, you know, Dan, was going to come over and visit? Maybe even tonight, Dan. Mm-hmm. What is the protocol? Like, do I say maybe, Dan, you don't come over for a few days just in case I'm, you know, I've been exposed. I, I'm not going to, I have got no symptoms. I, I am not going to, I've got a, rapid test here I could or self test I could do it would make you feel more comfortable but if I was exposed on Monday I might not show up symptomatic for you know three or four days right they say it takes five or six days or something for for infections to show up right sure well so he so track the chain of of events then so you've got uh, the wife of the guy yeah. Who's tested positive. Yes. Or is showing symptoms. No, what then, it hasn't been, had showed symptoms a week ago, has not shown, has had the symptoms and a week ago they, they've, they've, they've gone. So she right. got some sickness and six days ago was her last symptoms, but then they went and tested her. She tested positive. And I said to him, okay, well, thanks for telling me. Also, I said, tell me if you test positive because he's going to test in the next couple of days. So what do you think? Oh, okay. Freddie. Well, you know, the lazy man in me says, fuck it. I wouldn't worry about it. But again, when this is a virus of consideration, so to speak, I guess the considerate thing would be to just lay low for five days, I guess. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I know the position I'm in. I probably walk upstairs and tell Delise that story and I'd say, you know, I'm not going to worry about it. She said, well, of course she would say, well, of course, for the next five days, you can't be around anyone. Why would you do? Why would you put anyone else in that position? And I couldn't argue with that. As hard as it would be. I mean, there is that. Um, And like I said to Rachel, because I was, you know, going over to her place today to hang out for a couple hours. And I said, you know, you let me know if you want me to come over. But, you know, I said, it's no different. She and I, 
you know, went to a movie on New Year's Eve. We had a massage New Year's morning. You know, we've been to restaurants. I say, you know, they, they, these these um, protocols just went into place last night at midnight. So two days ago, I was well within my rights to be in an office with somebody. It wasn't like I I took a risk. It was the same risk we've all been taking. Well, yeah, I would take I would have taken that risk in a second. Um Without thinking twice. Rachel really doesn't... She's not part of this equation, though. I mean, you can go over there and hang out with her because you know where she's going, where she would go, what she... You know what I mean? Where someone like Dan, he's back in Peterborough doing whatever mm-hmm. around Colton. Like, a, like you could go to Rachel today and then between the two of you decide that you're going to lay low for five days. You know what right. I mean? Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying to you, Dan, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's probably okay, and it'll likely be fine, but those are not 100% guarantees, but, you know, and and had I not had that encounter with this person on Monday, I would have had you come over tonight, absolutely no problem, because nothing between us has really changed much since the last time you stayed here a couple weeks ago. Right. Well, I mean, on my side of things... uh my girlfriend Lisa, she uh, she got it. Uh, well, you don't like that. We, she, I, I asked her about whether or not she likes to be called girlfriend or not. But uh, <laughs> and obviously, she I, said yes as long as yeah. I'm your girlfriend. Dandaran, she's not a big fan. Dandaran has a girlfriend. Yeah. Her yeah. name is Lisa. She tisk, is so tisk, sweet. Tisk tisk. Dan, Dan yeah. and Lisa up in a tree. First they got. <laughs> she got it. She got the COVID. Yeah. And uh, around uh, her sons brought it home for their Christmas thing that they tested before they brought it home. That right. They didn't have it. And they ended up having it. So yeah. she was around and she ended up getting it, too. So um, she's not 100%. She still has some heavy chest kind of stuff and doesn't feel, you know, a little bit brain foggy a little bit. But you've always uh, liked heavy chested women, though. Haven't you? <laughs> No, he really enjoys the ones with the brain fog. That's Dan Duran's style. Are you a bit confused with a heavy chest? Then you're Dan Duran's type. You're Dan Duran material. So wait a second. So your chick had had COVID, and you were going to come over here with your COVID remnants. No, I haven't seen her. What we've, since uh, we've seen in since the twenty second? Oh, I've okay. Seen her, I've seen her twice, and it was outside. Okay. We've talked a lot, but and then today was the day we're going to sort of, uh, you know, cross that reunited, and it feels so good. Yeah, yeah, boom, boom, across the room. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is, Dan could be socially distanced and dis- distant and still have sex. I think I've made that point. I've made that point. He can stay six feet away. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. So anyway. now we're saying he's got a six foot pole. That's what at we're least. saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Dan, I think I'll just, you know, take it easy yeah, well, for a few uh, days. Yeah. Maybe rethink it next week, but... Absolutely. Like, do I don't know. Like, I just bring it up. I'm mostly just to have the conversation. Nice hair, by the way. What the fuck's wrong with you right now? Do you not even know we're on camera? So, I don't <laughs> care that we're on camera. That's the, that's the main point. Yeah. Um, Clearly. So, 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 when did rapid tests become useless? It was, is this an Omicron thing? Well, the the thing like is, we were told test tests, the rapid tests are good. We're yeah, but these home tests, and now they're useless. Well, here's what I've heard about the home tests that I have. 
not that they're useless, but they're they're a, they don't always. You can actually have the symptoms test negative because they're not uh, they're not as accurate. That's why they're saying if you have symptoms and you're not sure, book a test. But I listen. You can't get a you can't get a booking for a test right now. We have a booking for the day we leave. We have to make it well in advance mm-hmm. uh, with a company, and it's it's expensive. Like it ain't cheap. But well, no, to wrap, it's like 130, 40 bucks. Keep going, 180 bucks. Is it really? I think so. Yeah. Uh, by the time you get 150 plus with, with taxes and shit. Yeah. But the point is, it, I've I've got rapid tests. I've got self tests, but you know they're they don't seem to be as reliable as when you go and get it done officially. Right. The, what I've heard about the the, the rapid tests, the antigen t- tests. If you uh, if you test positive with an antigen, you've probably got it. Right. If you test negative, that doesn't mean you haven't got exactly. It. But if it's you like get a PCR well, test, negative, you know for sure. Um, to counter that, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Austin Matthews, um, the other day he tested positive with a rapid test, and then was negative with the PCR, so he could play tonight. I mean, just right. an example of the right. Well, the nothing's opposite. nothing's yeah. perfect, and you know, right. there's. Right. I suppose depending on the brand and the kind of antigen test you're using, I could also play into it as well. No, I, I mean that example you just gave is is the exception. I'm sure that yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I'm just surprised over the past few days. It's like they're they're fucking garbage now, and we were all encouraged for the longest time to use them. Like, but are I you talking about the self test, Fred? Or are you talking about the rapid tests? Because test it, yeah, what, the dif- difference? Yeah, because like, what do you mean? Well, I I can I have five rapid I have five self tests in a box right. upstairs. So, the, yeah. but that's not those are the ones I think that are a little less reliable. If you get a rapid test from a company, oh okay, like you go to a place, shoppers, wherever the you know whatever these companies are, and get a rapid test. I'm I'm thinking those are more reliable than the oh, one okay. that I'm doing are myself. They, are they- are they are those places doing rapid tests for you if you want or I don't know. Dan, do you know? Uh don't know. I know that the that it's like you said it's really difficult to get in to get tested. In fact, in the Peterborough area they're, they're saying if you have symptoms of, of flu symptoms you're just assume that you're mm-hmm. positive, that you're yeah. Positive. Go ice fishing. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, what is the uh what is the best before date on that Christmas tree? When is that going down? So this one back here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day too. Yeah, well, it's, some people go Valentine's Day. I don't think I'll go that long. All right, I'm really celebrating Christmas with uh, Lisa. So, oh, you guys are going to oh, celebrate oh, today? How gonna, romantic! Are you going to yeah, deck maybe. the halls with boughs of <laughs> balls? Boughs of balls. Boughs hey, of ballsy. Yeah. Should work on a Christmas tune for next year. Bows of balls. That's very romantic. Because you know, it's true. You know, December twenty fifth. What is that? It's the spirit and the fact that you haven't celebrated with her yet, and mm. keeping the tree up is extremely romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got all the moves. Are you going to lay down a rug in front of the tree and possibly get a bottle of uh, yeah. wine and maybe some music mm, and no prosecco and uh, sure? Well, Colton's working behind you. <laughs> watching yeah. it all unfold. Hey, uh, do you have the copy for the extra in front of you? I do not. Do you want to find it? I'll work on it. Because I figured you're here. You might as well actually do it live. Mm-hmm. And that'll be fun for people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. I'm not sure if I see it. 
Well, thanks <laughs> very much. The fun? UFO guy didn't show up, so you still don't believe in UFOs. That's fine. I don't care. I didn't say I don't believe in no, UFOs. You, you said I, I need more proof. Yeah, need proof, just like any yeah, proof before, of God. B- before I throw any concern towards oh. it, yeah, just show me some proof. Yeah, Dan, That's listen, all. don't be silly. There's way more mm-hmm. proof of evidence of UFOs than there are of God. There is not. There is. There's what? so much more. Oh, I'll go with Howard on that. There's one. way more. What's the, what, what proof have you got in the UFOs? Uh, oh, here's I'll, the thing. He showed, you know, that U.S. military thing yeah. of showing those lights they couldn't explain in the distance. I yeah. look at that and I think, yeah, there's probably something to that, but I'd like more proof before I'm really going to spend any time worrying about it. So, but I have had absolutely no zero proof in my 65 years that there's some fucking guy sitting in the, in the, in the clouds doing whatever he's supposed to be doing. But Well, may I answer the question now, Dan? Yeah, what okay. he said, yeah. time's a billion. <laughs> okay. They're just don't be flashing silly. lights that yeah. they can't explain. Okay. So you, you, you don't believe in that, but you believe that the Sky Muppet right now is looking down and thinking, oh, later today, Dan's going to bone his girlfriend. I must get that thing ready. I, I mean, didn't come say on. that. I just come said on. the same thing. It applies the same way. It There's doesn't. Somebody, it's the same thing. You're with believing, no. you have to believe. No, you don't. God's us. No. It's God's us. got proof. There's no proof. Does, are there any military aircraft video of God? Is Flashing the peace sign from the sky? No. Yeah. Anyway, don't there's, be silly. You know, there's birds that have flown in the shape of Jesus. Yeah, great. Oh, fuck yeah. Jesus. <laughs> By the way, the shape <laughs> of Jesus. Do you mean the white Christian Jesus, not the real Jesus who was probably black mm-hmm. and was you know living in the desert? Okay, don't be silly. Um, Jesus, guy, he's pretty he, cool too, you know, with this this virus and what he's done to Haiti right. over the past few years, and you know these wildfires, people losing their homes, and you know. Not to mention what he did to. Not to mention what he did to us at the mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. But but then again, I'm forgetting, right? God works in mysterious ways. I forgot about that. That's so right, when right. little children are sucked out of their homes and blown through the sky by a tornado, he works in mysterious ways. Yes. Oh, I'm not, I thought you were going to say little children are sucked from their homes and blown by priests. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, no, that, that too. That, that too. too. <laughs> yeah. He works in mysterious ways. That's why I was like, hey, kids, yeah. why don't you give yeah. uh, blowjobs to priests? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He works in mysterious ways. Anyway, I love that see? one. I fucking love that one. Well, he there works you go. in mysterious ways. Uh, not to mention, oh, there's so much, Dan. Um, see what you've opened up? Uh, you're like, geez, I wish I could come over to your house and hear more of this nonsense. Dan, have you found, have you found the script? Yeah, I found the script, yes. Okay, well, all of this to say thanks to everyone for listening to our show today. Uh, we'll try and uh, regroup tomorrow. Our last day, Boone will check in tomorrow. Also on the show tomorrow. Uh, Mike Zeisberger will be with Zeisberger. us. Zeisberger. Zeisberger. Yep. Oh. Uh, one week from tomorrow, Bob McCowan. Two weeks from tomorrow, Brian Williams returns Ooh. to the Humble and Fred oh. show. In the meantime, Dan, you go with God. Thank you. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Gig Sky, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plant, Bodoc, HealthGate, Canna Cabana, Doer, and our newest sponsor, GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and I endorse this broadcast. I got time, 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 time.